What's up, guys? This is Garrett. This is Javen. Cross Country Comments. We're back for Phase 3. So, we are recording this the day Phase 1 is going up. It's actually going up in about an hour. So, yep. uh, Javen does all the editing for the videos, and I saw the thumbnail that he made, and oh my gosh, it looks so cool. So, yeah. we are super excited for that. And for those of you listening on like Spotify and stuff, he makes the thumbnails and does the editing for the YouTube videos. So, uh, super excited for that. Um, phase one, phase two have been recorded already, doing phase three right now. As you can see, I am repping Cap himself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we're super excited to get into this. Uh, phase three, I felt, was really good all around, and we'll give our final thoughts at the end. But phase four, we were both talking about it, is going to get convoluted as all crap. <laughs> But uh, no, we're super excited to get phase four going. Uh, any thoughts before we start, Javen? No, let's just go ahead and jump into phase three, my guy. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so first movie starting off with absolute banger, as in my opinion. Uh, so we are starting off with Captain America Civil War. Uh, so thing is, when this movie first came out, I did not hold it in very high regard. I, uh, because I had just read at least most of the original comic book, Civil War. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was watching it, I was like, this is not like the comic books. I was one of those for a little while. Close, yeah, not even close. Yeah, I, I was one of those for a little while that, this isn't like the comic books. Uh, I'm not so much like that anymore, but... Uh, I was watching it, and I didn't really enjoy it the first time through. It was good. I enjoyed Spider-Man being, and, and don't get me wrong, when they announced Spider-Man, I watched that announce tra announcement trailer with Spider-Man probably, oh, what was it like? I can't even count how many times I watched it, and I watched reactions to it, because this is the first Spider-Man we've seen since Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Um, so, I was hyped out of my mind. Uh, Black Panther, first appearance as well. Incredible appearance. Uh, yeah. I had no idea anything about Black Panther before this movie. Loved his representation. Um, so, super happy with the before. After I watched the movie, I was like, that was, that was a good movie. But, like, as the years have gone on since it came out, I have learned to appreciate it so much more. Because, yeah. just, uh, I mean... Screw the fact that it doesn't go with the comics. The storyline's incredible. Uh, just yeah. the accords, the fact that General Ross is back in it, uh, the representation of Spider-Man and Black Panther for the first time, uh, Baron Zemo's character was incredible. Just, and his, his deception, the, the entire thing, absolutely ended up loving this movie after a little while. Um... Oh, and in the theaters, I lost my mind when I saw Queens pop onto the screen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw Queens and I was like, no, no. Uh, oh man, I can't rave about this movie enough. Absolutely love this movie and the friendship that reconnects between Cap and Bucky. Uh, and then yeah. Iron Man's feeling of complete betrayal afterwards. It's, it's just a very well-rounded, good, solid movie, in my opinion. and. I'm going to give it kind of two different ratings. Um, objectively, I would give it a 9.2. 
Subjectively, is that the right word? Yeah. Subjectively, I would give it a 10 out of 10. I freaking love this movie. What are your thoughts, my friend? Always love this movie. And I'm telling you this right now, I rewatched it yesterday. I did not, even though I gave it so much credit, I did not give it enough. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna quiz you on how on how good this movie is. It's it's not it's not trying to put pressure on you. I just want you to realize how good just this movie is. I'm ready. There's only two reasons why Bucky was so important. Do you know both of those? He killed Tony's parents. Oh shoot. Then there's, <laughs> then there's three. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's what I'm one. Saying. Like, like he's he's only important for three things right now. So he killed Tony's parents. Um, yep. He uh, was responsible for the partial downfall. Partially responsible for the downfall of Shield. Nope. Are uh, you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shield's been gone. No, I know, but like the last movie he was in was Winter Soldier, in which he was a vital part in the Hydra taking over. Oh no, yeah, but that the Civil War does not go on that anymore. Hydra and Shield are done. Like Avengers are their own little thing. Yeah, so that there's a, there, but there's two other reasons why he's so important in that movie. Uh, I'm gonna get one more guess. He. Tony feels like he took his spot as Cap's friend. No. Ah, all right. So, well, yes. What is it? So three, because you maybe realize that Tony's parents that actually got <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, he's responsible for uh, for uh, Howard and his mom. He and he was alleged. He's who allegedly killed uh, T'Chaka and other That's people. That's right. Like allegedly, we all know that he didn't. And he was actually the reason why there's a mission. I'm not going to tell you what it is. There's a mission that he lets Cap know that Cap knew that he needed to do by himself. Now, this is how crazy this movie is. Because it's all about timing. The Avengers in the beginning of the movie, the Avengers were a thing. Like, they, they could have done whatever they want. You know, they could have just slapped the... Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Heroes TV show and slapped it in the movie. Um, as soon as Scarlet Witch... Okay, but bad A scene, though. Uh, as soon yeah. as Scarlet Witch accidentally blows up that building in uh, Lagos, Nigeria, and kills, like, 11 Wakandans in it, all of a sudden, everybody was having a big problem with the Avengers operating outside, you know... U.S. jurisdiction, and they're not being supervised or whatever, so then that's why we have the Sokovia Accords, because Sokovia was the first uh, country to get white. Um, but after that, the Avengers had to sign on to the Accords, and obviously we know that half of them did, half of them didn't. Bucky let Captain America know, dude, it wasn't me. But there's a big problem that's happened that's going to happen right now. And he's like, What? There's other super soldiers out there and we need to take them out. I forgot about and that. Cap's like that's what I'm saying. And that and that's the whole reason why Captain America is going to 
different uh, uh, countries and stuff just to find these people. So now Cap is like, crap, we got to deal with this right after we had to deal with the Accords. Like now he's like, this this is a perfect representation of why I said do not sign the Accords because they're not going to let us do that ourselves. So what does he do? He tries to do it himself. That's why he teamed up with Hawkeye. He was going to help. That's why Hawkeye brought Ant-Man. That's why they got their whole team ready. What that it wasn't to fight Iron Man. It was to fight this uh, to fight the super soldiers cuz once you grab Ant-Man, uh Captain America said, "Did he tell you what uh what we're doing?" And then I, Ant-Man said something about psycho assassins. And right there I was like they were supposed to fight the super soldiers. I was so, like, that whole time, that whole time they had to fight the super soldiers. So now I'm like, so there was no point for them fighting in the first place. And I started dying of like, whoa, like way more interest. So they they were never supposed to fight in the first place. So just so I got this clear, and I'm going to have to watch this movie again. But just so right? I got this clear, he... They weren't originally supposed to run into... They weren't intending to run into Iron Man and his team. They just intercepted them on the way to go take care of the super soldiers. Yes, they were all supposed to go to that same compound. But Tony shut down the airport. They said that in in German, and that's why Bucky said, it's Stark, they're shutting down They're shutting down the, the airport. And then Captain America's like, crap. Suit up, and then they suited up. And then they're fighting each other, right? Yeah. And then Cap's goal is to get everybody on that plane. Falcon's like, nah, if 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 you're trying to go, then then some of us need to lose it. And then Bucky's like, okay, I'll stay. And then uh, Ant Man. Uh, Falcon's like, uh, Falcon's like, nope, nope, you can't stay. You you two need to go together. Hawkeye's like, I know, I I hate to say it, but. We're going to have to lose it. And then that's when Ant-Man does his thing. But the whole point was they were all supposed to go as a team. And all of them sacrificed themselves for Captain America to, uh, so that they can take down the super soldiers. Yeah. And it was very unlikely. So, we're, so we were, this is why I think we were stupid when we were watching it. We were supposed to focus on Captain America because this is Captain America's movie. We keep forgetting that. It's a Captain America Civil War. So we were supposed to follow Captain America on taking down super soldiers at a time where they, uh, where they, uh, if they did it, then they were illegal fugitives. That's the whole point of that movie. It wasn't to see who was on Team Iron Man or Team Captain America. It was about Captain America trying to do his best to save the world in conditions where they were trying to stop him. That is genius. After I said, after I realized that yesterday, I'm so stupid. I realized <laughs> that yesterday, dude, I was going crazy. And that's why I'm giving this movie a 12 out of 10 because it submerged you. Ah, oh, man, I really wish I paid attention more the first time I saw it because we were so on this like, Team Iron Man, Team Captain America, Black Panther, Spider-Man, what? Vision going crazy, oh no, uh, War Machine, that we didn't realize the whole story. Yep. Dude, this story is absolutely <laughs> And then when you see that all the super soldiers were dead, then Captain America's like, what the heck? 
and they never realized that they were just being held as bait, just circling around. Yep. And you really don't know how, how like, because when I watched it, I was like, this plan isn't like, there's so many like plot holes. No, that's how scary this is. Zemo literally like made everyone follow him constantly and Black Panther to where Black Panther had to like get out of that circle and see what's outside of there. And he found Zemo. So this, this movie literally is about Captain America and how almost everyone is against him. Yeah, and this is and this is why we don't see him for a while. And oh, yeah, oh. no, I twelve out of ten agreed. Absolutely love the movie. We do have to get going though, because there is a lot of movies in this phase. So <laughs> yeah, I know it's dang it, they're so good. Okay, I know. What's next, all right, your turn is next, and the next one is if you told me correctly, Spider Man Homecoming. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, this is, this is really good. Um, okay, this is what, this is all I have to say about it. This is such a good introduction for us seeing Peter's life as a neighborhood Spider-Man in, in his world. Perfect representation, the lady with the churro, it's amazing. I love that. He got a taste of big superheroism, and he wanted more of that. Yep. And he kept Fresh and Happy and Tony and, and all that. I love that so much. But then he realized that there was something going on. He tried to report it. It didn't work. But I like that he realized that if he knew what was right, then he needed to do it himself and not depend on, on everyone around him that he needed to figure out how to be Spider-Man. And you see that closer to, closer to the end of the movie when uh, Vulture crashes the building onto him and he's he's wailing for help. Like, this kid is, like, wailing for help. Like, he was all of a sudden a big Avenger then all of a sudden now he's crying for help. And then he realizes what he's doing and he looks at half of the mask and then he's like, crap. I got to do this myself. And he keeps trying to push himself like, come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. And he gets himself out of there by himself, though. That was like a major point in his life because he needed to realize that he's, if he's going to be in this business, he can't be a kid anymore. And he took down Vulture by himself in such a brutal way, if I'm being honest. Like, this this was a brutal fight. Like, it, it made me uncomfortable. And I liked it, though. And then I like that it had a little shred of still like comedy at the end, uh, saying I caught him. It was great. Um, I give this a ten out of ten just because this is the Spider-Man, definitely from the comic books, but they gave him like a new technology edge just because of you know our modern life now and how we look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They they did really good. And Tom Holland, such an amazing Spider-Man. I feel like everyone underrates him just because he's new. But just because you're new doesn't mean that you're really good or could be arguably the best Peter Parker or Spider-Man. So I'm just putting that out there. That It's a great beginning and a great segue from Civil War to him. Amazing. That's fair. That, And I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, 
when I first saw the movie, I honestly did not like it very much. I that is so crazy. I liked it, um, but the thing that I just could and, and it's been resolved now that like No Way Home is out, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, No Way Home made his trilogy a good trilogy. Uh, yeah. The thing about it is when this movie first came out, I was used to the Andrew Garfield, do-it-yourself, brutal, funny, like, I'm Spider-Man, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, still unsure of himself, and that's not what bothered me. Um, I mean, even Tobey Maguire, you know, second movie, he was unsure of himself, the whole deal. But... This movie, I, when I first saw it in theaters, and for a while, I just couldn't get past the fact of Iron Man Jr. And, I mean, yeah. I, I, I get it. That was part of his arc, especially the further you go into the movies, like 2 and 3. Now that 3 is done, it's like, man, he's progressed so far since then. But when that first movie came out, there was a lot of moments I loved, such as, you know, Vulture being the... Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, his date. Oh, uh, crap. Car oh, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Anyway. It's like Karen, but that's AI. His, his date's name, or his date's yeah. dad. That was a shocker, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> yep. Uh, -huh. uh but that, and then when he went back to his homemade suit, I really enjoyed when that happened because it felt like legitimate old school. Uh, and then, you know, there were some funny scenes and some good scenes and it felt like Friendly Neighborhood. But there were so many moments where it was like, he is Iron Man Jr. And I get that's what he learns at the end is that he can't be Iron Man Jr. But like most of the movie was that and it was just. It annoyed me a little bit because I wanted not an origin story, but like a fresh start on this Spider-Man. And it just felt like him running to daddy for three quarters of the movie. And then at the end, finally reserved it. Or I'm sorry, yes. um, saved it. But well, well, well here, here's the thing. You can't look at this movie as as a solo movie. Yeah. You have to look at it as as a trilogy. So like so like, for example, uh, let me throw in Star Wars real quick. Let's do the, the original trilogy, right? Uh -huh. First story, Luke. We learn about the Jedi and all that or whatever. We don't see this fool actually fight with a lightsaber, but he still does something good with the Force somehow, and we freaking love it, right? Yeah. Episode 5 is where he actually does something, and he's like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. Gets his hand cut off. Oh, crap. Episode six, okay, he's more wiser. Let's do this again. He thinks he's doing the right thing for a second. He's like, crap, I like this dark side, though. And then he's like, you know what? Nope, forget it. Like, his his arc is to be the best version that he's supposed to be by himself now, because he chose that. Yeah. And this is literally the same thing with Spider-Man, is that Spider-Man, he was... He was uh, he was dumpster diving before he became, uh, uh, before he had the suit. So he had to do everything himself. As soon as he got the taste of, um, uh, of being spoiled, because Tony felt connected to this kid, like he felt like he needed to look after him, like, like he was his own, like, child, 
that he needed to spoil him with whatever he wanted when it came to trying to save other people. And once Peter got a taste of that, he got used to it, like we all would if we if we were that age. So that's why, because I connected with him on that. Like, dang, that's tough. He took the suit. Oh no! Well, time to get this other one. It's kind of whack, but here we go. Like he, the only thing he did for himself was make the webbing. But other than that, he, like you said, he ran to daddy, and that's what that's what I loved is that he kept needing help because he was stupid. I love that because if you're stupid, then that means you have a bigger character development later, like a I, huge one. I agree, and and like I was saying, when this movie first came out, I was not a big fan. Now that the whole trilogy is out, I have started appreciating this movie a lot more. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's a no, very no, no, no. good start to Spider-Man. So I'm gonna give this movie a. I'm going to say like an 8.9. Oh, no, I'll give it a 9 because they messed up on editing. They said eight years later when it was supposed to be six. So they that was a big, big, big misstep because when I was in the theater, I was confused. So, uh. no, nah, they, they they messed up. I'm giving that a 9 out of 10. Editing team, do better. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry about that little jump you saw. I mean, you didn't really miss anything, but we were in the middle of talking about the next movie and... uh. We had technical difficulties. My computer ran out of storage. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this kind of stuff happens. It does. It does. Um, but, you know, it's a fun time anyways. Uh, but we are just going to continue talking about uh, the next movie that we were talking about. We didn't get very far into it, thankfully. But uh, yeah. so the next one we're going to talk about is I'm going to bring up is Doctor Strange. Um, I don't have a ton to say about this movie. I... Uh, something we were talking about before the technical stuff happened that Javen brought up, and it's a really good point. I'm not going to go too far into it because that is his thought. But um, I like this movie a lot. It's very visually appealing. I think it's some of the best visual uh, FX uh, stuff that Marvel has ever done, even to this day. Um, I think it's the best looking movie so far as far as what they can do. Uh, and I think that the ending of uh, the, the progression of him being a character who is very selfish and very of himself and very just doesn't care about anyone. And at the end is willing to go through an endless time loop of getting killed, which he feels every time he gets killed to save the earth. He's willing to do that. And I just think that's a very good progression for his character. Um, so overall, good movie. Uh like, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, but something that Jabin mentioned was that uh, it's, a, it's a little scary because Doctor Strange and magic in general tends to play off of, like, demonic type stuff. And that doesn't really fly <laughs> for, for I think, both of us. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think it was a good movie. Uh, could have been better. Uh, or, no, I wouldn't say it could have been better. I will say that's just not my genre of movie. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.8. I I give this movie a good 10 for the for Origin just because, like you said, not only was it a visually appealing, but it was a risk. The way the when you really see like the, the special effects and actually pay attention to them, it's pretty insane what they actually did. It's, even just him 
changing time with that apple and you could see it getting eaten later in the future and then it being grown like it that's so crazy i love that um that part always plays in my mind and even the uh the uh what was it the book of cagliostro every everything was great yeah i was my dad and i were really scared going into the movie theater just because magic and demons and all that we don't we don't jump into that uh but they scientifically scientifically proven the spells or like she said programs i was like oh, okay i'm in okay i like that the uh she said uh programs i was like oh okay i love it so i like how they're basically tapping in yes energy from the multiverse but they're using it as science rather than superstition it's treated like superstition just because a, a lot of people don't understand it but the way she explained it was a science it was just an energy you're supposed to get, not from like this mortal, this demonic being, but just energy from the multiverse in general. And I love it. So I was, I was going crazy. Uh, and I love, like you said, I love the progression of this character because at first you're like, why is this fool so special? Like he is at the bottom of his class, trying to do something. Then all of a sudden, when he figures it out randomly, he thinks he's the best. And then he gets downplayed again, and he's like, "Oh well, guess I have a lot more, a lot more learning to do." And I just love that he keeps falling on his face, and he starts realizing that him falling on his face is one of the best attributes that he's got right now. So he's going to use it to his benefit. So that just shows how smart he is. But then on top of that, he's not afraid at all to break the rules, and you see that in the first scene of him operating on a dude he broke the rules and him breaking the rules is how he created a method that saves a whole bunch of people now and that breaking the rules when needed is the only way to properly save people and i like that mordo didn't like that either that he was like to the book is how i've lived everything is a lie if you break the rules that strange was like, dude, people are in danger. I'll do anything. And Wong was like, Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. We break the rules, dude. <laughs> so so I, I and the ancient one. Oh great, yeah, I, I great character. Have, I'm sorry, the ancient one and her taking out folks in any in any movie should be a movie in itself. The ancient one is way too is way too cool. And you see her drawing drawing power from the dark dimension and crap. And then they realize like, oh my God, you're a liar. And she's like, oh, but I still got to take care of business. Fam, yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. You said 10? 10? 10 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. This is, I feel like phase three is really where they did really good. Like this is the best, in my <laughs> opinion, this is the best phase. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, agree. But yeah. Strange 10. Okay. Uh, so next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, I have mixed feelings about this movie, uh, because, oh, excuse me, oh, jeez, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry for all the podcast listeners, that was nasty. Uh, so, uh, with Guardians 2, I feel like, so Guardians 1 is one of my favorite movies in the MCU. Uh, it's in my top three. Uh, Guardians 2. I think did very well. The soundtrack is amazing again. I mean, they 
hit that out of the arc. Um, but even outside of the soundtrack, I mean, adding Nebula into the Guardians technically, uh, Mantis, Yondu, all of them joining the Guardians, uh, great additions. Uh, I think Ego was an amazing villain. Uh, and, and oh my gosh, the, they couldn't have gotten a better actor to play him. Um, he is so good. Yeah, so amazing actor, amazing villain. I, and, I, and just like the twist, I still specifically remember sitting in theaters and just hearing, oh, it crushed me when I had to put that tumor in your mo mother's head. And then you just zooms up to Peter and he's like, what? I... Oh, the rage Peter feels was so good. To, ah, it felt good. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, just like the fact that Peter had godlike powers but was willing to give them up in order to kill Ego so that he didn't overtake the Earth and other planets. Uh, and, I mean, it would have been cool for him to keep those powers, but that's not what Star-Lord does. So... Yeah. Uh, that and then the ultimate sacrifice of Yondu at the very end was, uh, he's your father, but he sure ain't your daddy. Like, uh, Yondu became an amazing character in that movie. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I I'm saying all good things about it, but I will say it, it feels, I don't know, it almost feels a little campy, if that makes any sense, when it comes to like the, Oh no, evil father uh, stereotype that Marvel has kind of had. Um, like, you, you could see it coming from a mile away. It was presented very well, but you could see it coming from a mile away. And I don't know, there was just something about it. I didn't like it quite as much as I liked the first one. The team dynamic was there, but it felt like too much of like a Peter story than a Guardian story. I I think that was the point, just because in the first movie, we get, believe it or not, we get more Gamora Nebula. That's true. And, and they were a lot of the heavy focus for this movie, um, and for the first movie. And I was okay with that, because now I feel like we're going through each and every person's like emotional story. Yeah. And what we're going to see later that it's not just in the Guardians movies, but I think this needed to be said now when it came to Ego being his father just because it it is canon in the in the comics, but I think it was presented extremely well and I was okay with the bad daddy dynamic. Just because it wasn't just about him, even though, yeah, that the main movie was, yeah, about him trying to find his father. Is that there were other connections to it, too, that also connected with Peter. So, like, Yondu, it was an emotional roller coaster for Yondu, because now we learn more about what the Ravager's code is. And Sylvester Stallone's character brought that home to us like pretty hard closer in the beginning of the movie when they're at the when they're at the club or whatever like the space club and we see that the actual ravagers kick them out and then that were they were just rogue ravagers yeah and we we're like whoa 
So Yondu isn't even affiliated with them anymore? That's tough. And you get to see how Yondu gets all of his mates killed. And all of his actual friends killed. Gets uh, gets his head basically blown off. Uh, because he can't use the arrow anymore. And he's just stuck. Just stuck in the cell not knowing what to do. And then he realizes later with, you know, being with Rocket, we see that Rocket's going through a dilemma too. And that both of them really do care more than they're actually giving off. And that Yondu found out at that moment that, you know what, I need to go save my son. And Rocket at that moment said, you know what, I need to save my best friend. Yeah. Because that whole time... Uh, Star Lord and Rocket were not in a good relation, like at all. Like they left it off on a huge bad note. And yeah, everyone's character development I thought was fantastic. Even Gamora and Star Lord would have a problem. So this is where the team started, like, well, the family started breaking into little pockets, and you get to see that family come together again. Yeah. At the end, you know what I mean, and. It's it's just so good, and they realize that they lost a family member, and that that they made that a huge celebration. Yeah. Like, no, we're we're not we're not gonna go off like this and just not act like he wasn't a big addition to our lives. Let's let's give him the colors of a gourd, and yeah. boom, they had the funeral and all that. So this was a way more emotional movie. That's why I'm. This is crazy. I'm getting a lot of ten out of tens. Goodness. This is why I'm. <laughs> It's a 10, just because this gave me the emotional factor that I needed with the Guardians. I got a lot of comedy, which I love, and I got a lot of intensity. I needed more emotion, and yeah. this movie gave it to me. With the with Ego, with Star-Lord, literally with everyone, even with Drax and Mantis, how their dynamic was going out. It was it, it was just so good. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was funny seeing Groot as an idiot. <laughs> True, true. I mean, so so I, I see your point with all of that, and I agree. I don't, I can't really point it out. There's just something that was in the first movie. I think, I think the fact that the first movie was so new to this in Marvel, because Marvel was all about oh, singular superheroes, and oh, the Avengers established superheroes, and then you brought in this group of ragtag people from prison and put them together, and I think that just caught me off guard and made me love it. And I, I absolutely love the second movie, too. When I say I have mixed feelings about it, I mean, I love the movie. There's just something that it didn't have that the first movie had. Um, you, you just look at the Guardians differently, and, and that's totally justified. Just because you're not expecting this hardcore emotional story, you're thinking about them doing a little bit of bad and a little bit of good. Yeah. Like, like they said in the first movie. And you didn't get, you didn't get a lot of that here. Literally, all you got was just uh, rocket stealing batteries, and that the the people were trying to kill him. But other than that, there wasn't like a lot of like them saving the galaxy and uh, doing criminal stuff. Yeah. So and I, I think I think that's what you wanted. Yeah, I think so. And I, I still love the movie. Like I said, it's just different from what I expected from the Guardians. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine point five because I still loved it, but it wasn't a ten. But, um, I mean, they saved the galaxy again. True, true. What can I say? True. Uh, okay, moving on. We have Thor Ragnarok. This is yours, okay. isn't it? Wait. 
Yeah, here's the thing. This has me in a pickle. Okay. I love this movie to death. But a little bit too much comedy. Okay. Uh and and this is going to sound so hypocritical for the next Thor movie. Like I'm I'm letting you know right now. This is very hypocritical of me saying this. Okay. A little bit too much comedy. But I loved it. Uh the the banter between him and Surtur in the beginning that kind of bothered me comedy wise. Uh-huh. I did I feel like it was just unnecessary. It was cool, it was just unnecessary. I don't know why. That should be like a such a fun part, but I just don't enjoy it. Um but then him like going to town to Surtur's goons though, that was crazy. Um, I love that, and his and his uh, suit was great. Um, I love uh, Texas, uh, the uh, the Des and Troy destroy. That was great. Um, I don't like that Loki was just sitting around eating grapes, watching watching a play. I love the play part. The play part, like I am not touching that. That was amazing. Okay, Bat Damon, amazing. I loved it, but. The fact that Loki was just sitting there, just doing whatever he wanted, I thought he was going to do way more damage. Like, way more damage to Asgard. Like, I thought there was going to be wars happening. I thought, like, uh... I thought that, uh... He was going to, like, have, like, goons and stuff, like, taking control of Asgard. Like, he had, like, an actual, like... He was actually, like... Because in the comic books, he's an actual ruler. Like, if he ever took over Asgard, he was a ruler. And like his frost giants were were his goons and stuff like that. So he this dude was like powerful. Like he had his stuff straight. Like it was the way he wanted. But he was like he was just being lazy and stuff. And I just don't think that was Loki. Loki just wanted to rule. Like that was in his blood. And if he's gonna rule, he's gonna do it right. And it kind of just felt like Loki ruling was a joke. Yeah. And it kind of defeated the arc of it it kind of made me feel like him taking over Earth was stupid. Yeah. So I feel like Ragnarok did him dirty in terms of character development. Because it just made him just a lazy king. And if anything, he is not lazy. And we have proof of how crazy this fool is. Mm-hmm. Like, he works hard for his tricks. He works hard to confuse people, you know what I mean, and manipulate them constantly. He's still doing it in this movie, but it's so weak now. Like to where Thor actually knows what he's gonna do now. That's that part's cool, but the fact that I don't know, L- Loki got bad representation. Um, everything else was great. I loved Sakar. I love I love the Grandmaster. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. I like that he was the DJ. That's funny. Yeah. Um I don't like I don't like Hulk. Okay. I don't. I wow, I'm really getting all my feelings out. This is crazy. I don't like Hulk. I don't like that he has a fresh fade. I don't like that that he could talk now. I hate how green he is, like light green he is. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the banter between him and Hulk. That was pretty cool. I just don't like that he's actually developing a human kind of personality. Because I don't want to look at him as a human. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I don't. I don't want to humanize Hulk because that's why we have Bruce. Like the whole point of having a Hulk is to get out of that human side of you, and just have that pure rage and break everything. But now it's not a pure rage break everything. Is that he knows what's going on and he's gonna selectively pick when to fight, and that part's sucks because now you're not sure if he's gonna fight or not um yeah i i wow i never gave this movie a low rating before i'm giving this a 7.5 just because the uh, the special effects were amazing hella was amazing hella awesome yeah <laughs> um uh in, uh i know i know it's uh this hurts <laughs> I hate that she killed the Warriors 3, but it makes sense. Oh, yeah. man, that hurts. Because they were my favorite thing to see in the Thor movies. Oh, man. I'm still mourning. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But at least they're okay. in Valhalla. It's fine. True. I mean, okay, so <laughs> as far as this movie goes, I I think you didn't like it because you were used to Thor being serious. <laughs> I really did like Thor. That I love seeing Asgard and the way they lived, and it kind of, kind of got thrown in the trash. If I'm being honest, I agree. But uh, for me, the thing is, I feel like Thor was good, but it, I don't know. I feel like the first movie was good because it was serious, and it was like this is Asgard and something you've never seen. The second movie, I know we disagreed a little bit on. Um, but I feel like they tried to balance uh, seriousness and comedy not great, in my personal opinion. Uh, this one, the fact that they went straight comedy, did I miss the, the serious Thor just a little bit? Yes. Uh, but I thought a lot of it was hitting the comedy head on. I will say when I got promo stuff for the movie and I saw Hulk, I was looking for more of a World War type Hulk. Um, yeah. like when I saw him in the armor in the trailer, I was like, I know what we're getting. Uh, yeah, that is in fact not what we got, but no, nope. um, this was the last time Hulk was like able to still smash stuff, even though he was talking. This is like the lead up to it all. Uh, I'm just going to say a quick thing. I'm not going to rant about it, but it seems like. This, when he was on Sakaar, was able to talk and was praised as, like, a warrior. And then went back to Earth, or got shot back to Earth, technically. Uh, and then tried to fight Thanos, or vice versa, tried to fight Thanos, and then got shot back to Earth. I feel like that's why Hulk got so angry and refused to come out. Because he was treated as a warrior and the strongest on Sakaar. And then got his butt handed to him. And that's why yeah. he then wasn't going to come out. Regardless, that's a conversation for the future movies. But for this one, I I think a lot of the comedy beats hit really well. I think the soundtrack, again, I'm a big music guy. So I think the soundtrack, especially in that final fight when he jumps out of the building from, from fighting Hela. It was awesome. 
one of the amazing. best Marvel moments, in my opinion. One like, of the best, of, like, of all time, agreed. So, absolutely give it props for that. Um, I think Valkyrie was a very welcome addition and a very good character in this movie. Um, agreed. I think she was presented very well. Uh, let's see. I think, you know, Grandmaster was amazing. Sakara was awesome. Uh, we got a little glimpse at the Beta Ray Bill uh, statue, yep. which went went nowhere. Uh, right. But, <laughs> but uh, overall, you know, I thought I, I really enjoyed the movie. I find it to be absolutely hilarious. Um, something I do give them props for, and I'm, I'm going to give them another point one points for this. But when that friend from work line, he's a friend from work. I think, if I remember correctly, that was suggested by a little girl who they went to see in the hospital. And they were talking to her about the movie and told her about Thor and Hulk seeing each other and having to fight. And she was like, oh, it's just a friend from work. And they asked, they, they basically asked her if they could use that line. So that line was from a little girl in a hospital. So I give them major props for, like... What's even better about that story is that they actually invited her on set. Yeah, so she got to see it, and then she was. She told she she interrupted. It told Chris Hemsworth to Chris Hemsworth to say, oh, "You should say it's a friend from work." Yeah, and it was like all right, and then they did another take. And That's right. Perfect. Yeah. So they all praised her for that. So yeah, she was in a little wheelchair, and you know, saying all that stuff. That was so awesome. So yeah, yeah. They, they major props that that actually became one of the best lines of the movie. So yeah, so that was, that was great. Loved it. Uh, I think Chris Hemsworth haircut, awesome. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I it's will agree. cutting it. Yeah. I uh, I will agree. I would have liked a little more of a ragey Hulk. Uh, but I don't know. This movie was really good in my opinion. I'm gonna give this like a nine point six. I really enjoyed this movie. It wasn't perfect by any means, but and I understand why. And and another reason I'm not giving it a ten is because I hated how dirty they did Odin. Like, Odin was just like, oh, oh yeah, oh. I've been in a retirement home for the last so-and-so years. Now I'm gonna fade away. You boys have fun. You know, see, that that's another reason why I didn't like it, because that's all Loki. Like, they did Loki dirty to where it even, like, went on to then what happened with Odin. Like, I thought he was, like, dead or something. Like, I'd rather Loki, like, assassinate him. Yeah. That 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 would, would have been a cooler death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I expected. Like, where the heck is Odin? Or is he back in his Odin sleep? I would even take that. Because yeah. sometimes he goes in his Odin sleep randomly. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't but know. It, I For me, they did look dirty. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was decent, but not what it could have been. Um, exactly. Okay, so, next movie I'm starting with. It doesn't really feel right that I'm starting with it. <laughs> um, so, I'm talking about Black Panther. Um, so, and the reason I say that is because you were the one, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm going to give my opinions on the movie and I think it's great, but you were the one who was always a big advocate for this movie and had me go see it and I absolutely love it, um, but it feels wrong because you were the one who hyped me up about this movie. So, (laughs) um, but, uh, so Black Panther, uh, obviously we saw Black Panther in Civil War, great 
great addition to the MCU. Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I personally like the suit from Civil War a little bit better than I liked the suit from this movie. Felt a little more. That's understandable. It's a little more cat-like. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but um, no, no, it definitely is. And especially like seeing those stripes is and and like the bigger necklace is cool. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, the movie, the the suit here was great. Seeing Shuri introduced and the whole you know uh, Black Panther when they had the um the fight and Umbaku came in there and wanted to challenge him and did challenge him for the throne and you thought Umbaku was like a a big bad villain and by the end he turns out to be this fun lovable. Still kind of intimidating <laughs> person. Um, still, you know, great character. Uh, Everett Ross turned out to be an awesome character in this movie, helping... Uh, Freeman is, I'm sorry, Ron Freeman's American accent... It's He does it better than we do. No, I'm, I'm telling you, Martin Freeman is the best British actor when it comes to American accents. Nobody can prove me wrong. There's no one... No one that doesn't like him Tom except Holland? except except maybe Tom Holland. He has not messed up once. Once. Yeah. So I don't know. This fool and he could talk fast doing it too. Yeah. Nah. He's so I'll yeah, I'll yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh you good? <laughs> uh but I think he did amazing. I think Killmonger was a crazy good villain. Um yeah. I think Killmonger going in there and getting everyone's trust and then betraying them and burning the the garden of flowers or a heart-shaped herbs not flowers the uh, just it looks like a garden but um just him wanting to be like i'm the last king was an interesting setup but i liked the motivation for his character being revenge uh yeah. and then you know obviously one of the best lines from the movie as you can see I am not dead. And he just walks out in the purple suit. And I was like, I, I'm not going to, I started losing it when I saw that. Yeah. Um, but a great movie. I loved seeing Wakanda and how vibranium is used and how, you know, their animals are different. Like I think the rhinos that were fighting in that battle had armor on. Um, yeah. And then the one V one fight in the train yard or the underground train station um, between Killmonger and Black Panther. Just great, fantastic movie. Um, I don't have too many bad things to say about it, especially with Chadwick Boseman. He became one of my favorite actors. It just sucks that what happened happened. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give this movie like a 9.8. I loved the movie. It's it's like not my top three, but it's a great movie. Yeah. Um. This is a 10 out of 10 for me just because of all the intricacies that not a lot of people saw. And I studied this movie in and out. We had conversations, um, I remember. <laughs> yeah, but like I even learned something new now because of the new movie that came out too that made me love and hate what happened. Like it's like it's a good, you know. Um, shoot. I don't know. It it's it's so good. They put so many actual African cultures in this one movie 
to where they separated it into the five tribes. It's like the merchant has their own, their mining has their own, the Jabari have their own, uh, the river tribe have their own, and the golden tribe, or, you know, black, uh, where the Dora Miloje is, has, has their own thing. And I like that they each have their own gods, like they did in the comic books. Um, like Sekhmet, Bast, Anuman. Um, I, I love that uh, that they all have their own gods and that each tribe follows their own god. I love that so much. Just because I love the religious parts of, of each culture, just because that should be the base of every uh, nation. You know, especially when it's fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you want it to be believable, you need to have religious beliefs toward it. Um, so I love the religious parts where they have about the ancestral plane and all that. And we'll get more into that in Phase 4, too. Not just for Black Panther. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Um, so I love that they established that. I love that they're all speaking Mosa. That's really cool. And they're all speaking it so fluently. I like that... Chadwick Boseman's accent is a mix of Southern African and British together. That's not what a lot of people like hear on, but it's very different. And it almost sounds Nigerian, which I love. And I love that everyone does their accents heavily well. And the movie starts off with Njobu being just a regular G and just and he's and you see him like he's like he thinks it's cops he's like hide the straps and he has like a strong American accent just hide the straps bro and then as soon as they come in and say Nkubani and then he uh, has his uh Wakandan accent come back in it's so great. Yeah. Um yes I love I love all the culture cultural aspects of Wakanda. It made me want to do more research and it just blows my mind. I never realized this because it just got confirmed now. I'm just going to say this before we move on. The part where they're in the vibranium train and they're getting hit with all that vibranium and stuff like that and it's messing with their suits. That actually, that's what caused T'Challa's disease. Really? Mm -hmm. So if, so if T'Challa didn't kill, uh, Killmonger at that point, he would have suffered the same disease too. Oh, jeez. So them fighting down there and him telling Shuri to turn on the train. I rewatched that movie and now I look at it so differently. To turn on that train, it that actually was was going to kill him later. It was self sacrifice. And the fact that he wasn't killed in that five years though is because he was snapped away. So that so like that illness didn't catch up to him. But it caught up right up to him as soon as he came back, you know, with all the, you know, all of his genes and all that. Yeah. So that that's what made it even more intense is that this dude died three times in this whole MCU. Like he died in this movie. Yeah. And then came back. So like I don't know. The Black Panther is probably one of probably one of the or the most strongest characters in the whole MCU, just because he does not stop fighting. And he kept the mantle of Black Panther going by he never, the Black Panther has never failed to protect Wakanda. That is one thing that is not accepted, is that he always made sure Wakanda was protected. And 
I like that he wanted to be more open to people at the end. That made me feel hope. But I wanted to see problems with that, and that's why we're going to go into it later. But yeah, so mm-hmm. Black Panther, 10 out of 10. I can talk about this movie all day. Let's not. Next <laughs> okay, uh, so you're starting on the next one. Just a heads up, we're at about 55 minutes. We have four movies left, two of them being Avengers. So, do you want to make it a long video, or do you want to split it up? Or podcast? No, let's make it a long one. It's okay. okay. All right, let's do it. Was, so, yeah, we we were with these movies coming up. We're kind of on the same wavelength anyway, so it might yeah. not be like a lot of ar- arguments. So we're fine. Yeah, that's true. So first one or the next one for you is Infinity War. There, there has never been a movie, never a movie except for one, and it's called Somewhere in Time. There's never been a movie that has made me more depressed walking out of a theater losing all hope for everyone when i watched this with my family we were all hyped in the beginning as soon as the movie was over and we saw thanos smiling we all were dead silent and depressed one hundred out of ten he wasn't supposed to win like, he, he won in the comic books, yes, but this was different because you fell in love with these people. He wasn't supposed to win. Yep. And that's why I love this movie so much. It's because we keep forgetting what the first word of this movie is. What is it? First word of the movie? I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen this movie in about a year. I don't remember. Oh, the title. The title? Infinity mm-hmm. War? No, no, no. The very first word. We forget this word. Uh, Avengers, dude. Oh. That's why this movie is so good. Because they need to avenge something. It, they, uh, the, the avenging never stops. It's, it's so good. I, I keep forgetting that this is an Avengers movie, not just an Avengers movie of people coming together and trying to beat the bad guy. This is an Avengers movie. They needed to lose somehow. And this whole movie was leading up to them losing. Oh, this was it's so depressing. And it's so it's so needed. And it's so good. This was Thanos's movie. Um, and <laughs> so, oh, do you, do you have other thoughts? I don't want to interrupt. Oh, no, I, one last thing, just forget this was his movie. This was his universe. Yep. And he let us know. And I said, okay, I gave up. I didn't know what they were going to do for the next movie. I literally gave up. I yeah. I was depressed. I needed to rewatch some movies and that made me more depressed. Like it was it was just too much to handle. Like and especially us well for me being only 17 when this came out and that was already not that was already rough enough. Like 
And this is what I I took these movies seriously too, like really seriously. So the fact that I went into the theater and came out like this, this was tough. Yeah. No movie made me feel this depressed except for Somewhere in Time. Jeez. So. Yeah. I uh I'm right there with you, man. This movie I hated this movie when it first came out because of how depressed it made me feel. Uh uh-huh. but I I mean there's so many good moments in this movie. I mean we're not gonna harp on it because we both know how we feel about it, but I oh man, Captain America and Black Panther running toward the battle together. Uh <clears throat> Captain America showing up in the train scene against the Black Order. Um, yeah. Hulk getting his butt beat, killing Loki for the last time, Thor losing everything, getting picked up by the Guardians. I yeah. mean, like, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, but, it, the, and the fact that it follows two different stories. The fact that it follows the story of what's going on with Thanos and what he's doing. And it, it essentially, if you focus, the camera always follows Thanos. Because, like, during the last battle scenes. Because, you know, they, they have the normal battle against the Black Order and stuff like that. And, um... Gosh, my train of thought just went away. And then the final battle on his on Titan, uh, when they're fighting... And that, here's the thing. Here's, here's one thing I will say about the movie, and then we'll move on. I do not blame Peter Quill. I do not blame him in the slightest because if you think about it, like people like, Oh, he, he killed. He's the reason everyone's dead. Uh, subjectively or objectively. Yes, he is. But if you're a human, which I'm hoping you are, if you're watching this, (laughs) but if you're a human and you, your mother dies when you're a kid, you have to kill your own father. Your, person who raised you, the person who raised you dies in your arms. And then the girl who's the love of your life gets taken, sacrificed and killed by this one guy. Yeah. Your logic is going to go out the window too. And you're going to start throwing haymakers to get your anger out. Yeah. I mean, it was a human response and it showed how human Peter Quill was. Um, so like I don't I, I don't I don't blame him. Uh I every one of us probably would have done a similar thing. So I mean that, that's all I'm gonna say about that movie. Left us all depressed, but an incredible movie. It, it's it's a it's a hundred out of ten. It it is a perfect movie. So yeah, you, you uh, can't mess with that. I'm giving it a hundred out of ten too. Uh all yeah, right. We can't mess with that. So three left. Uh and, and I'm not uh, I'm not going to lie. This next movie is good, but it's not way up there for me. It's it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, no, I'm mad at you. So listen to my reasoning. So I don't want you to put a score ahead. Oh, my gosh. So I loved the first Ant-Man. Absolutely, 100%. But coming out of Infinity War, like almost immediately after Infinity War, Having something of that scale and then going to Ant-Man, it felt good. It felt like a good movie, you know, like, ah, good feelings. Um, Because it was funny. I mean, the Ant-Man movies have, oh, well, 
up until probably Quantumania coming up. But um, Ant-Man and the Wasp was hilarious. I loved seeing Wasp for the first time. That's something I've wanted since the first movie. Uh, Wasp was a great addition. Um, seeing her fight and like actually know what she's doing with the suit was great to see. Um, seeing Ghost. Ghost was not my favorite villain of all time, but Ghost was definitely good. Like, Ghost as a singular villain, I would give like a 7.5 out of 10. Um, and then seeing how they use, you know, the pin particles to move the lab, uh, Giant Man getting showed in another movie that's actually his own was great. Um, and stuff like that. It was overall a good movie. And then the old wasp coming back, um, Hank Pym's wife, uh, Janet Van Dyne. She was awesome. Great actress. Uh, seeing them go or seeing Hank go into the, the quantum realm like that. That's what it's called, right? The quantum realm. Yeah. So seeing him go into there and seeing how that world works was great and awesome to see. Um, overall, just a really good, feel-good movie, but coming out of, of Infinity War. I feel like if this movie was after, like, I don't know, Thor Ragnarok. If this movie was after that, it would have been held in much higher regard. Um, just because it, it almost affects you. You're like, man, the MCU is this huge thing. Everyone's dead. Okay. Now a comedy movie with Ant-Man and the Wasp, which it wasn't all a comedy movie. There was a lot of intense, serious parts and I liked it a lot, but I just, I feel like I'm going to have to watch it again separately in order to get a fresh feel for it. Cause I watched it a few times right after infinity war and it felt good, but it didn't have that punch that I was looking for. I will give it a. I'm going to give it an 8.8. I feel like I'm about to get roasted. This is why I get a 10. Don't look so deep into it. I I keep using this example. All I'm going to say is what if. Oh, okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. You guys don't understand when we talk about phase four. But. Okay. Okay. This was my what if. Okay. I needed this so bad. I needed him doing his car trick and making like a whole heist in his house, even though he's in house arrest. I needed the whole uh, uh, Michael Pena doing his story thing again with the true serum. I needed, I needed all that so bad. And I needed them to find hope in something. And their hope was trying to find her mom and his wife and all that. I needed to see all that just because I needed someone to win. You know what I mean? I needed somebody to win. And then once it came up to the end credit scene. And you see them get snapped away. And you see, and you see Scott stuck in the quantum realm. I went right back to my depression. I was like, you guys are not going to let me go of this, are you? Like, you guys really suck. Like, I did, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to see how it was going to happen. And the way they did it was just, it was just a normal day of comedy. 
And no, he's stuck there. Like he was supposed to just collect quantum particles and get out. Nope. And it did not work at all that way. And it scared me to the point to where I'm like, how is this fool going to get out? And what is this going to mean for for the next Avengers movie? And I loved how they set it up so great. It was a regular superhero story. And I, and I love that this was a repercussion of Civil War and that he wasn't close with Hank and Hope anymore, but he was connected to Janet. I love that. So they were forced to be around him. And I like that his buddies were trying to uh, do something good for ex-cons and uh, ex-convicts and try to like make sure they have jobs once they get out, because that is a big problem, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just love where it was all heading. And I do love Ghost character just because I love seeing the pain. I yeah. love seeing a villain going through pain. Because if they're going through pain, then that means that they're more desperate. And when they're more desperate, then it gets more intense. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love Lawrence Fishburne's character, too. That was he was good. Cool. Yeah, I, I, we always love Lawrence Fishburne in anything. Right. Um... Yeah, no, all I can say is I needed this movie, and this movie was kind of like a throw-up of what I would think would happen, and that's why I loved it, just seeing all the cars get small and big, small and big, everything in small and big, small and big, that's the stuff that you think about, and yeah. it happens. Um, Yeah, I give this a 10 out of 10 just because I needed this movie, but it got me right back to presto mode when they wrapped <laughs> When they trapped him in the quantum realm. I got so scared because I don't I don't know why, but I think feel like in the people that I talk to about this movie, I'm the only person that of like puts Ant Man like up there for me. Like I'm the only one that actually puts like Ant Man in one of my like top five superheroes in the MCU. Like it's weird. Not a lot of people give him a lot of credit, but he's like one of my favorites. Scott Lang, he's he's like up there. So that's why I got so like, oh no about it so yeah yeah that's 10 out of 10 i needed it okay all right so we got two left um yeah you got the next or three left sorry you got the next movie um and you talking about captain marvel <laughs> have fun with that one buddy <laughs> as soon as I saw the director's faces, I got so worried. And I thought there was hope since this was in the 90s. I thought there was hope that they weren't going to go the route that I didn't want them to go in. They went in that exact route, didn't they? And they went on the same route. I'll, I'm going to tell you things that I loved about the movie, though, first. I love the flurkin. True. Um, I love the main scroll, because he's such a good actor in anything he's in. He is. Um, I, obviously, we all like Samuel Jackson. Um... We didn't get enough of seeing the Kree. Yeah, we didn't get enough of the Kree. I wanted Agreed. to know more. 
I wanted I wanted the scrolls to be bad so bad. Mm-hmm. This is this is coming from a kid. Remember when I told you I had that scroll toy and it had all the Fantastic Four powers? Yeah. There's a reason why that scroll had those. So like the scrolls are bad guys. Everything that I saw, every comic book I read, every t- TV show I saw having the scrolls, like the Fantastic Four, uh Superhero Squad, uh literally every single thing that the scrolls are in they are bad automatically so in my mind they are evil let's take them out i know that the kree are evil too but maybe the scrolls were worse and they made the scrolls just like an endangered species type of thing and i was like yeah no i want to feel bad for them don't show me the kids like that that's not that's not what i wanted to see when i dealt with scrolls but i understand why they did it i i can get over it but I don't know. I want. I wanted them to be psycho killers. That that's that's all. That's all I know them by is just them being psycho killers. Um. Every single man in this movie is an idiot next to Captain Marvel. Does that make sense? It does. It very much every, does. Every man is either an idiot or he's just not as good. Um, And I don't want any backlash from this because I have a good example of a superheroine too, actually, off the top of my head that I'm going to think of, that I'm going to just say. Captain Carter and Black Panther. Bad A women that get stuff done, even though they are better than all the other men, that is true, but they don't let that get to their heads, and they don't use that as their motivation to save the world or their country. Captain Marvel needs to save a species right now. That's the goal, to save the scrolls, right? That is her, that, that's the mission right now. But she's going at it as if she's like, like her character's always been cocky in the comic books just because she's the most powerful. Like that's, that's a given. But the way she's doing it, the way it was directed is very, very pushing an agenda. And everyone can see it. And this is where, this is where the agenda started that we're going to talk about a lot in phase four. Uh-huh. This is this is the exact movie where it starts. And it's kind of scary because when I watched this in the movie theater, I liked it. I, I'm not going to lie. I liked the movie. It's just not even close. I, you know what? I'll tell you this. I liked Iron Man 3 more than this movie. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. And... I expected a lot more coming from a space movie, from a cosmic movie. And I'll tell you my favorite scene, though. My favorite scene is when she handled them ships and then looked at Ronan and said, get some, fool. I yeah. actually, like, almost screamed in the theater. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that far was tight. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, got, they, got, they got that far right. And I like, I like the space one. That was tight. But, but other than that, I didn't like it. Like... I, I don't I don't mind seeing women overcome misogyny. I actually love that. Just because like there there are guys out there 
they're saying, ah, you're a woman, you can't do anything. That is true. And especially in the 90s, that is very true. Uh, 80s and 90s. But don't make every man a representation of that. Mm-hmm. Make that just just like that group and you want to be better than them. And you find other people who can who can be men that can help you out. That's not a problem. You know what I mean? And I don't know. They were really just pushing the fact that she's a woman and can do it on her own. Yeah. And she has no, like, no character development because of it. She's just a, what what do they call it? A Mary Sue? She's just a Mary Sue running around. There's no point in the movie where she could have died, if I'm being honest. If you really look at it, she's that OP. Yeah. There's no point in the movie where she could have died. None. Not even with the scrolls attacking her. Even as damped of a of a power that the that the 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 thing made them the her dampener, she was still OP with the da- with the dampener on. So I don't know. There wasn't a lot of room for character development. I feel like, in my personal opinion, it would have been cool to introduce her in Endgame. Yeah. Be like, oh shoot, and then like, and then not even do like a like an origin thing, just see her doing her thing and see what she's been doing, like a TV show or something. I don't think a movie would have been good. Yeah. Because I loved her in Endgame, if I'm being honest. She was she was bad A. But, yeah. um... But yeah, no. Don't like the movie. I'm not even gonna rate it. You gotta rate it something. I give it a... I give it a 7. Just because the special effects were so good. And seeing the blockbuster was nice. True, true. And seeing uh, Samuel Jackson in like a Pulp Fiction was pretty funny. So yeah, agreed. I with this movie, I I'm gonna straight out of the bat give it about a five point five. Yeah. Uh, I I think it looked good. I think the pushing an agenda thing is very true with this movie. Um, I the few things I'm gonna say the few things I did like about it. Samuel L. Jackson's de aging was amazing it really was oh my god so his de-aging was fantastic um there were certain funny moments that made me chuckle uh the flarkin was great uh there were certain moments like you said the ship the come get some was awesome um seeing colson again was great um yeah, I was kind of disappointed with the rest. Um, I, I honestly, that's about all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, okay, so next one, we got two left. And they are big movies, but I, I want to try not to spend too, too much time on them. Um, yep. So the lo- next one is Avengers Endgame. So hot take. I enjoyed in-game more than I enjoyed Infinity War. More than you enjoyed what? Infinity War. You're supposed to. Okay, good point. Uh, <laughs> but it, <laughs> that, that, That's the whole point. <laughs> a, a, lot of people say, a lot of people say it was all fan service, but here's the thing. If you do fan service the right way, yeah. it's not a bad thing. When you do fan service just to accommodate to the fans, that's a bad thing. But they yeah, did that's fans. Why Ready Player One is my favorite movie. Uh huh. So 
That's why fan service was done very well in this movie. Uh, seeing Tony trapped out in space, uh, seeing, you know, his dilemma with uh, losing Peter, uh, seeing the team try to come back together, and the fact that he was so worried about losing, Tony was so worried about losing his family that he was like, I want to get Peter back, but nothing can change that I've that I already have. Because he essentially had his dream life. Yeah. And so, just incredible. And the way they use time travel, I very much enjoyed the way they use time travel. And I honestly, it bugged me. One thing that bugged me was when they went back to the first Avengers movie. And Smart Hulk saw a regular Hulk and was like, oh, sorry. I Oh, that bugged me. Because I was yeah. like, no, that is the right version of you. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I will say the first time seeing Smart Hulk, it was kind of nice. Because Smart Hulk was like, oh, I, they did that in the comics. They could do that yeah. really well. Which I think they did him decent. Um, But, uh, you know, going back into the past. Uh, getting the stones, and then uh, Black Widow's sacrifice. I mean, we didn't even talk about Gamora's sacrifice in Infinity War. Well, we kind of did. But uh, seeing Gamora's sacrifice, it was sad. But seeing Black Widow's... Because Gamora didn't sacrifice herself, she was killed. Black yeah. Widow sacrificed herself, and it was heart-wrenching. It was, it was too much for me to handle. I was right back to how I felt in Infinity War. Yep. So, uh, just absolutely destroyed both of us. Um, and then even the beginning of the movie when they're like, all right, we're gonna go, let's go get this son of a, you know. And yep. they go, you're like, the movie just started and they already know where he is. And yeah. it, you're really confused. And then how they take him out so easily and chop off his arm, you're like, that happened really quickly. And then you hear what he did with the stones and the fact that Thor takes off his head. I was not expecting... I was maybe anticipating a little bit. I was like, they wouldn't do that. But the five-year jump was like, oh my gosh. I still remember that day in the theater when we went. We were... Oh my god. We sat right up... And like in the front row, which you should not be in, but we just needed the, we needed the tickets, so we literally were watching like this, like oh my god, yeah, that part was yeah. crazy. So little quick, quick, quick backstory with me and Javen, uh, we were talking about going to see Endgame opening night. Uh, we kind of decided against it. We were like, nah, you know, we're not gonna go watch it opening night. And then I just I, I it, it kept bugging me, so I was like, oh, I want to see it opening night really badly though. And I was like, let me just, they're, they're all sold out, but let me check. So I checked in uh, one of the showings at like 11 o'clock, and there was two seats at the very front of the theater, like the very, very, very front toward the screen. And I called them, and I was like, I have two seats right now at the very front. And are we getting these? And I just hear, yes. And I, and I, <laughs> and I booked them. Uh, and yeah. I dressed up, I have a full Iron Spider suit in my, in my, in my, uh, closet that I dressed up in. We went, we watched it, and we freaked out, and we were nerds. Anyway, and we still are. Uh, 
So, just incredible movie. I mean, I still watch back when Thor got Mjolnir, finally. Um, when, I mean, the whole portals scene was incredible. Hearing uh, T'Challa walk out. Uh, hearing Falcon first, and then seeing T'Challa walk out. Um, and then the hug between Peter and Tony, and that whole scene. I mean, I could go on for a very long time about this movie. Uh, and then, I mean, my mom is not a comic book person, but even she yeah. cried when Tony died. Like, she was bawling her eyes. I've never seen her cry like that in a movie. Like, yeah. she walked out of the theaters going... And I was like, you have never acted like this, especially with a movie you're not interested in. And so... Even close to looking like that when we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 together. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was it was just a crazy experience, crazy movie. One million out of... Uh, I'm sorry, 3,000 out of 10. Uh, do, do, you, do you get it? Okay, cool. There it is. <laughs> it, it got me. It got. It took a little bit, but it got me. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> let's move on. Okay. What's your rating? Three thousand. Okay. Just so we're. Just yeah, so we're. Clear. All, all I'm gonna. All I'm gonna say is the portal scene is the best. Best movie scene of all time. No one can say no. Agreed. Okay, last movie of Phase 3, Far From Home. Alright. This was perfect right after Endgame. Perfect. That Iron Man Jr. you were talking about, this is this is why I like that Iron Man Jr. It gave it, they, everybody was looking to him as the next Iron Man. I love it. Because he doesn't want to be the next Iron Man. Uh, even even Nick Fury, who was a scroll, was looking at him as the next Iron Man. I love that. Um, dude, the special effects in this movie, insane. Mysterio, insane. The fact that it connects to Civil War, Iron Man one, uh, just all over the place. It and he's getting. He's getting hurt because of Tony still. Amazing. And you get to see all the, like, the dirty stuff that Tony did, too. Great. Because he didn't create Barf. Um, uh, you, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't uh, create Barf. So that that was crazy. Um, just, I don't know. This was a perfect, oh, shoot, what's going to happen now with you, Spider-Man, uh, was perfect. And the ending... Amazing seeing J. Jonah Jameson from Tobey Maguire's movies all of a sudden come out and say Spider Man is finished. Amazing. Um, and the fact that Mysterio manipulated everything to make it seem like Spider Man was a villain, Mwah! amazing. That made me so irritated because you know, b being in love with Spider Man, like, no, he's not the villain, it made it so much more impactful. And I love that he's still trying to be a kid, like, he's still trying, he's, he's trying to, you know be cool on his date or like uh trying to get a gift for his crush and there's other guys in the way just because he 
because uh, Peter was blip for five years and the other dude grew up five years and he looks way better. Like, I, I love all that dynamic, how they made the blip, like, st- ha- still have some kind of high school drama. I love that so much. Um, and he still tries to be a kid so bad and is just not working out. He he wants to take a break and he just cannot. He's seeing what it really means to be Spider-Man. And he keeps getting slammed down and he keeps getting help. And it keeps wrecking his character. I love it. He does not win. He does not win in this movie. Oh my god, it's just so good. He he just doesn't win, and I'm in. I love it when heroes don't win. 10 out of 10. Perfect Spider-Man representation after Endgame when he comes back. Amazing. I'm actually going to be right there with you. It's a 10 out of 10 for me as well. People hate on this movie. Um, yeah. I think... Especially compared to Homecoming, I liked this movie significantly more than I liked Homecoming. Um, it's a And it, like, I, I think I, I told you right after I saw it, I was like, this is the first time he has felt like Spider-Man. Like his own comics Spider-Man. And not like part of the MCU, even though it was tied in heavily. It was like, this is a Spider-Man I know. He's right there now. Um, yeah. And I mean, you pretty much covered every topic I was going to cover. Mysterio's a great villain. Uh, seeing him in MJ Blossom was great. Um, Ned was a great character again. Always um, oh, is. Of course. Uh, and then, I mean, just the general gist of everything you mentioned. Uh, the Edith glasses um, were just awesome. I think I actually have a pair of them still. I cannot find them, though. But These are my prescription-type Edith glasses. True, true. true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to find them at some point. But anyway, yeah, great movie. 10 out of 10. Loved it. So, I think that covers our bases. Right, um, just wrapping up. Phase uh, 4 is going to be a little more irritating. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have... Letting everyone know... That phase four is going to be, if you thought this was long, phase four is going to be even longer. Thing about phase four, if we want to make it any time of any type of watchable episode, we're going to have to talk about like, keep it to about a minute or two if we're talking about every episode of TV shows. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to do our best, mostly for the TV shows, to keep it under two minutes yeah. each episode. And uh, we'll go from there because this mostly is just accumulated of TV shows. There's not a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of grateful for, and not at the same time. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But yeah. yeah, um, get ready for phase four, y'all. We got the first three phases done. <sighs> thank you for watching. For whoever's you know you know watching this from phase one all the way to phase three so far, thank you for watching and all that. We appreciate the support. I got more analytics coming from from around the world, which is still crazy. Uh, yeah, just thank you for supporting, uh, Garrett. Uh, yeah, again, what Jamin said, thank you guys so much for the support, uh, the, the downloads, the listens. You know, we appreciate every little bit of it. Uh, uh, massive props to Jabin here. Like I said, he edits every episode and makes the background music and the pictures and the everything so massive props to jabin on that uh and the awesome thumbnails you guys are seeing is him as well but uh 
So super grateful for you guys, uh, you know, listening and watching these. Again, we love doing it. Um, and I don't think we're going to stop anytime soon. So <clears throat> super, super grateful to you guys. And uh, like I said, for anyone watching on the podcast, uh, we also post this on YouTube. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, uh, and just any anything you have to add. So very much appreciate you guys. And I think that's going to be it. So yeah. thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys. See ya.